Good morning, everyone. This is Salam uh, from Anxious Black Mom podcast. I hope that um, my recording is clear. I tried to make a podcast over the weekend uh, episode and I tried to post it and everything, but like there was literally like you could barely hear me. So hopefully that's not happening with this one. Um, anywho, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, this podcast. Uh, I usually, uh, Tuesday mornings, I post, um, record and post uh, new episodes of, uh, of this podcast, and usually they're about 10 to 12 minutes long and talk about anything related to motherhood, you know, work, being a working mom, and all sort of things that are happening, and a lot of it is sort of my own reflection of those events or things that are happening in this phase of my life. I I am a relatively new mom. I have a toddler who's two and uh, live in Seattle with my husband and my daughter. So anywho, um, that's just generally what I podcast about, I guess, um, and just share my thoughts. So that's just a little recap of what this podcast is about for those who I wanted a refresher about what this is and just for myself too, to remind myself. But anywho, um, today I wanted to reflect on work that I was part of uh, last week. Um, last week was a little intense for me. I had a lot of evening meetings um, and things that I was just involved in that was just, it was a little much. But anywho, one of the highlights was I was part of helping um, put on an event for black um, and POC and indigenous alumni of the university that I attended. And so we had, um, uh, yeah, we had, uh, as one of the sessions we had was about, um, we had a speaker, her name is Jodi Ann, who I happen to have gone to grad school with. Um, but anywho, so she, uh, she did a presentation slash just conversation around like why um we should the title was why you shouldn't bring your authentic self to work and it was aimed at mostly black women but generally speaking people of color I would say and um what was really interesting and first of all I would say definitely go check her out if you want she has a podcast called black cancer um she also is on well um active on LinkedIn so I see her on there so um Jodianne Burry is her name so I think you know after this podcast you should definitely go check her out um and listen to her uh TED talk from Seattle that she did so anywho uh but yeah so I think what was really interesting about it is that she was talking about how you know a lot of professional settings work that we are asked as women of color and black women to bring our full self to those positions and those organizations but the moment that we do that um, it usually ends up making us be a lot more vulnerable for kind of silencing or whatnot right and so and so I have heard her talk about that before so it wasn't necessarily new to me I think a few of the things that I enjoyed about her talk this time was she talked about how you know, the idea that like black women are kind of trained or socialized into this idea that they can do anything and everything. They can make something beautiful out of nothing. You know, all of these things that women, uh, black women are told um, and, 
you know, whether it's African-American women or African diasporas or, you know, other black folks who are told that. And, and, and that can really be a really big motivator and driver for a lot of achievement, but it could also be, um, it could also present a situation where you really are only kind of valuing yourself as a black woman through the lens of kind of the labor that you're able to produce. And, and obviously there's a lot of, there's problem to that because there's lots of reasons why we're not always able to be productive or produce something or, you know, be able to exert our labor. And so I just thought that was really interesting and, you know, not necessarily super new, but I think uh, definitely I I loved hearing it. It was, um, I think it was really well articulated. And I think something that I think a lot about and I've talked about in this podcast is this idea that like, you know, yeah, like what, you know, this idea that like, you know, how problematic it is when we associate ourselves only with our productivity. And that's true for anybody, whether whatever your race is or cultural background is. But I think it's especially true for for black women. So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, And for me, the thing that I reflected is that, you know, with the work that I've been doing in the community, um, plus uh, just even my job, uh, but I would say mostly even in my community, I think I do have a tendency to kind of take a lot of things on and, and, and be able to create things out of thin air, you know, like the TESFA program that I've been uh, directing for the last year uh, that I founded is literally ma- like it got created by me at a time when I, there was so much uncertainty in the world around COVID. So about a year ago and I didn't have any funding. There was you know, I don't know, I wasn't really even working in the public health field. I was working in higher ed. Um, I had a one-year-old baby, like, you know what I mean? There's lots of reasons why I could have chosen not to do that and maybe should have chosen not to do that, you know, different ways of looking at it. But, but I was able to create something because, you know, because I'm used to kind of that process of, um, digging deep and working hard and making something happen because it's needed you know you don't wait like we don't have the luxury of waiting for the government or for other larger nonprofits to respond like if you see a need in your community you're most likely gonna just respond and do what you're what you can I thought it was really interesting because yesterday I got an email from the county that was not to me specifically it was just a general email and they were talking about how they're gonna create or like they were asking they were asking people whether or not this this county department that works on immigration and refugee stuff should create like an informational hub kind of thing and I thought that was interesting because I'm like oh that's what we do but for Amharic speaking people and so again right like if we had waited for the county to come around and do something it would have been a year into the pandemic um and nothing I'm not trying to be shady about the 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 county uh but I'm just saying that like a lot of the time like we can't rely on we as people of color immigrant communities you can't like we can't rely on I found anyways that rely on the government or some rich people to come around and do something that usually is like a little too late or it's just isn't delivered in the way that's actually most effective so for me it was just a matter of just doing this even though I knew really this is the job of like public health 
uh, departments that are funded to do this, but, you know, whatever, right? Like, there's lots of reasons why they're not able to respond to things. Usually they're not funded well, um, and then there's also systematic racism and all of that kind of stuff embedded in their systems, too. So why am I saying that? It's just that I, th- I just thought that that was a really great example. And at the same time, although I was really proud of myself for being able to deliver this program and produce this program at the same time, it was really costly to me, like in terms of my emotional well-being. I felt like I spent a lot of time kind of pushing against like really big mountains like and I didn't really even know that they were there I was just trying to do the right thing and I would run into this big barriers and as an individual it was really hard to navigate and that's the time that I would get other people involved and uh, people in my community who were able to support and at the same time we have to realize that a lot of the people who in my community who responded to me and wanted to support me were other women other mothers mostly and I just thought that was actually really really fascinating because it was the people who had the least amount of time based on my experience like they were working full-time uh they were wives and they were moms and that means a lot in our community in terms of what that identity carries it usually means you're doing a lot of the housework um you're the one who uh is taking care doing most of the child care so yeah like really really um stretched thin and those were the people that actually responded and said hey like I really like what you're doing I want to support right and at the time like where we didn't have any money you didn't have anything just an idea and just that we wanted to respond so I just think that like I just found that that to be really true in my community that women um really are there to like take care of not just their families but their community and that's good and also like I think I experienced kind of how burdensome that is at the same time you know um and pretty much my you know my thought about that is like you know okay if that's the case how do we support women and so more and more what I've done for myself and for the other women that are in my program is like that are volunteers is that like okay like maybe we're not fitted or we don't have enough energy to do stuff every week but like how can we still bring their kindness expertise um passion but like do it in a way that's more sustainable for them so it's not like they're doing a lot of the background work and that we could find more men who who uh maybe don't have those childcare and household responsibilities who can come and do those things and so that's the way that i've done it and i've been really impressed by the men i would say in my community too and how they've stepped up and i think there's a lot of the time there is this perception that like men don't do volunteer work they're more interested in money and you know shine and and in some ways like I don't want to generalize but that I have seen that be true more than women but at the same time like that's too simplistic and I've been glad that I've been able to approach the men in our community who are also professionals and ask them hey like can you contribute this way or that way and it's taken me longer to get them on board but they've been brilliant and they've been really caring and I think that we don't always give them enough credit in terms of like their ability to be caring and kind and um be compassionate in the way that they do work and the way that they could do community work so I've been really uh, happy about that but I just thought that I just wanted to share that in relation to kind of this talk I was at uh, that I've been I was part of kind of putting together uh, for the UW Alumni Association and I was really proud of that work because I think 
Um, and I also wanted to have kind of breakout rooms because I was like, wow, this shows up really differently when potentially if you're African-American, uh, kind of multi-generational, you know, a black in the U.S. versus if you are relatively new arrival um, in in uh, in America, which like that would be my experience. But then again, there's a lot of similarity. So, you know, I think that was good, but there's just so much more deeper we can go. Um, and obviously like it was just one session, so we couldn't do that, but definitely that's why I'm happy. I have a podcast um, platform where I can share more of this. So if you all have thoughts, you know, my Instagram is anxious black mom podcast and you can find it. Um, you can go find me and follow, I think it's follow or like, I don't know, whatever it is, do that. And then, um, I try to post things there about usually this is more personal and more lighthearted. Um, but Definitely, I try to keep in touch with you guys in between uh, podcasts, episodes. So, uh, again, I'll see you guys next Tuesday uh, for another episode of Anxious Black Mom. Until then, I hope you stay well and healthy and, uh, and kind. All right, bye.